Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget your machete as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. Hey guys, Seth here. This is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I've already recorded this episode. Unfortunately, we lost the opening of this episode. I'm re-recording it now. Um, Basically, what you're about to hear is a show that picks up after a point where, for some reason, my mixer failed to record. Um, So we did not realize it failed to record the first, like, eight minutes of this conversation that Mark and I were having. But we talked about uh, a number of different things where you're going to pick up is me talking about the Mothman legacy shoot, which we had just returned from last weekend. Um, So you're going to pick up on uh, Mark and I in the middle of a conversation and me detailing our drive through Charleston, West Virginia. We were somewhere close to... Oh, um, I was leaving... uh, Yeah, I was leaving Charleston or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we were... um, So we took this back road out of Charleston, and it took us through the middle of nowhere. There there was a... All I remember is that one of the towns we went through, this little, like, Appalachian, West Virginia town, had a church called, like, Witcher Baptist Church, and we thought that was pretty cool because it was spelled... (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) unique. Yeah, it was spelled like witch. Uh, um, and then we started seeing signs for like waterfalls and like, sure enough, like you would just be driving. There'd be this gorgeous waterfall with like a pull off. So we just kept stopping. We got footage of these waterfalls and stuff. And that was cool. I flew my drone like up, you know, one of them and oh, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So we got some really cool footage and you were back under the tree canopy. So you didn't have to worry as much. I guess that's the other thing is that, you know, here in Ohio, we still have, I mean, there's leaves coming out, but they're not. Down in West Virginia, where we were, it looked like midsummer. I mean, it wow. was, yeah, it was completely green everywhere you looked. So that was great. Um, but yeah, we get, Friday we did all that. And then Saturday, um, so we stayed in Huntington at a huge house, probably the biggest house we've stayed at since Bray Road. Um, it had four bedrooms for three people. <laughs> uh, there was a hot tub that we never used. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I don't think we used half the house. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the only houses I could find that was open. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was in Huntington. So we stayed in Huntington and then we would drive. Um, oh, the other thing Friday night, 
uh, you know, it poured all day and eventually we were just frustrated and soaking wet. Zach and I both were feeling kind of like uh, sore throat ish, which was a little concerning because you're right. in paranoid mode anyway. So yeah, I... we headed back to Huntington, checked into this Airbnb and we're sitting there and it's kind of like late in the evening. We'd already eaten dinner. Um, but it, the sun was still out and you feel like not the sun was still out, but it's still light outside. And you feel like you're mm-hmm. being a bum cause you can't, you're, you're not doing any work, but it was pouring rain. So there's nothing to shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I looked at my weather app and I realized for like, um, for one hour, it said like, basically you could read the see where for one hour the, the, there was going to be, it was going to be clear. So I found out that our Airbnb sat on the edge of the state park, um, and I can't remember the name of it, but it looks really cool. So I was like, all right, there's a lake over here. It's very hilly. You know, I wouldn't call it mountainous, but very hilly and, and it looks pretty, pretty rural. So it was pretty cool. So we headed back there and we found the biggest hill we could find and went up to the, drove up to the top. And it turned out at the top was like a cemetery. <laughs> so we oh. parked in the cemetery and then flew the drone and captured some of the, the most beautiful sunset footage that's been in an STM movie and that was pretty great yeah did you see the shot i posted of like the turkey vultures yeah Yeah, that was shot up in that up in that place so we got some really beautiful footage up there and then some uh drone footage and then uh we drove down to the bottom and i did some slider shots and zach was getting b-roll around the area so we you know we ended up with probably like 200 shots that day Mm -hmm. maybe a little less um and then the next day was point pleasant we woke up uh like 5 30 I was up and, um, you know, Zach's always the first one up. So like yeah. I came out and he's like standing in the kitchen at like five thirty, And, um, <laughs> and so, uh, we started getting stuff together. We drove into point pleasant and started shooting B roll. The reason we got up so early was I really wanted to catch that fog over the river, but there was no fog. So that kind of oh. sucked. Um, yeah. And it was freezing. I mean, it was like standing on the other side of the flood wall. It had to have been in the twenties because the the wind was, you know, whipping down the the uh, river. And um, we got a little bit of footage, but it was so cold that my fingers were going numb. Zach was, you know, losing it. We headed to the other side of the wall and got some footage around uh, the outside the Moth Museum and things like that. And then by then it was like 9 a.m. So we headed down to actually by then it was 8 a.m. So then we headed down to uh, Solid Rock Studios, which is a uh, videography company right on Main Street. It's almost directly across from Ashley's store, um, Ashley Wamsley's store, the counterpoint. Um, And the guy that owns that, Shane Leonard, was nice enough to let us use that for the day. Um, So we were able to set up all our interviews in there and just interview people right on Main Street. It was like ideal for mm-hmm. for us um so we started shooting interviews we were supposed to have six or seven interviews that day and ended up with four so we lost two interviews so that kind of sucked but um yeah it was a really good day we got b-roll whenever we had time we drove out to the tnt area in between our first interview and the second because mm-hmm. we had about three hours in between those and shot uh b-roll out the tnt and then we went in the evening it was uh a nice drive back to Huntington where we ate dinner and collapsed. And then the next morning, okay. So the next morning was a complete disaster. This is another reason why we didn't get enough footage, but this is hilarious too. Um, so the next morning I'm like trying to find hollers. I want to find like a nice park and a holler or something, you know, where we can park and go 
go get footage around kind of like we did on the first day. And, um, so I find up what claiming to be a park on G on GPS Mm -hmm. right outside of Charleston, uh, kind of like North of Charleston. And, um, it was called like frog holler or something like that. And it shows it as a park. Okay. So we drive to Charleston, drive through Charleston, drive out this road and we're driving back into this area. And I'm like, man, this is perfect. You know, you get these Hills on the sides and it's just, you're getting deeper and deeper into the woods. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the road becomes gravel. And I'm like, well, this, like we still had eight miles to go and the road was gravel. And oh. I was like, well, this is becoming, <laughs> and now we're going down the hill and into this Valley. And it got to the point where we were driving in a riverbed in my Dodge journey. <laughs> and uh, I'm getting, prog- did, you, did you get shot at? <laughs> no, but I, I was getting progressively more sick cause I get car sick. Oh, and uh, yeah, and I was getting sicker and sicker. And we finally, I mean, we made it to where we were one mile away from this park and we reached a point where to get, to the other side of the road, we were going to have to drive through the river. And I was like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, it wasn't like deep, but I'm in a Dodge journey with balding tires. You know, I'm not going to. So we park for a minute and uh, we decided we better better get out of there. Cause the other thing about it was, I mean, we were deep in the woods. Like there's just occasional kind of shacks and, and mobile homes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, you know, there's no trespassing signs on all these trees. Like, I don't know where we are. So we turned around um, and headed back. And after like 15 minutes, keep in mind, I mean, this is probably an hour of driving yeah. to get to where we are. <laughs> after another another like 40 minutes of driving out, I had to pull over, got out of the car, sat on the ground for like 15 minutes, breathing oh, deep, man. then got back in. And then we eventually made it out. Um, but by then we had wasted you know, we're trying to get home because it's mother's day. So we're trying to get home for, Mm. you know, so Adam or so Zach could see his mom. And so I could, you know, be with Adrian. And so we get back on the road um, and with every intention of trying to find another stop to film and then never could find really anything because every park seemed to be the same sort of situation. Like some, they call them parks, but they're not parks. I don't know what they are. (laughs) Um, and then we did stop right on the Ohio river for a little bit of, we got a tiny bit of filming done on the Ohio river right outside of Marietta, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't watch my drone there because of a local airport. So, um, and that was it. So it was a really easygoing trip. We didn't get nearly as much as we needed, Mm -hmm. but the good news is I am able to edit. So I'm edit. you know, like I started editing on right Monday. What day is this? This is Friday. This is Friday. I started editing on Monday. I was supposed to take Monday off because I worked all weekend, but I, I ended up just, I, I was too excited to get into the footage. So I came over here and started uploading stuff and then got into working on it. So yeah. I can tell you, we've got 10 minutes of the rough cut done and Brandon's working on the music right now. Like I sent him stuff a little while ago. So mm-hmm. I think we're back on schedule as far as Mothman legacy goes. Um, we've got three of the biggest recreation shot four of the biggest recreation shot. And, um, Santino's doing like really good effects work. Uh, so I'm really excited to show that stuff to you. I'll have a rough cut to send to you fairly yeah. soon. Were you happy with the interviews the way that they went? Yeah, um, for sure. I think the first one we did was really special because she hasn't, no one's talked to her. 
And she had a really interesting story, but she also had a, a really interesting perspective on things that happened, you know, mm. the, the event, cause she's a local, but she had a really interesting story. Um, and she, she hasn't been interviewed. So I'm excited about that. Like kind of yeah, cool. the scoop quote unquote on, mm-hmm. on her. Um, and to be honest, like so, a lot of these interviews are scoops. I don't, you know, like the interviews we have are, are with people who, um, other than Leah or Lee, I, I don't think I'm trying to think, I don't think Ron's been in anything. I think these are all STM originals, you know? So, yeah. So yes, I was happy with the interviews. Jeff's always fun, um, mm-hmm. you know, to talk to and Ashley's great. Like Ashley's always a lot of fun too. So it was good. I think, uh, I think it's going to yeah, be very, good. very special getting it into my timeline and looking at the footage, what I did is I'm editing the Brandon's original score for, for the Mothman of Point Pleasant. And mm-hmm. that has been very, very surreal because it's the first time where we've, I think it's the first time I've edited to music from one of our other movies, but it's definitely mm-hmm. the first time we've made what is a sequel. Like there's no other way you can look at this. You'll see what I mean. As soon as you see it, I, I, Okay. I, I really kept pushing off the sequel thing and talking about how this was more of like a sequel to Terror in the Skies in a way. And, and there are structural structural things that w- will be more similar to... I'll tell you what I just told Brandon. I told Brandon because Brandon's trying to like kind of figure out what I'm doing with this one compared to The Mothman of Point Pleasant. And with The Mothman of Point Pleasant, that movie was all about momentum. Everything was flying toward the silver bridge collapse. and right. And so it was a very... I told him uh, if... The Mothman of Point Pleasant was a sort of methodical retelling of what happened in 1966 and 1967. This is a look at the Mothman phenomenon in West Virginia. Uh, the Mothman in West Virginia as a phenomenon. So it's much more similar to the Bray Road Beast or Terror in the Skies in that way than it is to the Mothman of Point Pleasant, which mm-hmm. which honestly didn't spend hardly any time really talking about or looking at the mothman as a cultural figure um you know it was just about that case like what happened during the right. time period this is different this is more yeah about the yeah mothman. it was very specific to the the timeline mm-hmm. I and mean, that was central yeah to that film well and and i think this one is going to be specific to a timeline um yeah i don't know so my idea right now structurally is to structure the movie into eras so 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, present day would be our chapter mm-hmm. breaks um, because we do have interviews with people from all those different eras. So that's yeah, kind of a cool thing. Um, and what would be really neat is to hit that late 90s, early 2000s period where all of a sudden Richard Haddam comes in and gets to start talking about making the Mothman mm-hmm. Prophecies movie. And, yeah. and it'll put it in a whole new way, light, like culturally, right. I think so. I'm excited about it. Like, um, but it is a sequel. I'm really, I'm mm-hmm. pumped to send you like a rough cut. Um, because it's, it is very, uh, like just seeing the drone footage of point pleasant is, mm-hmm. is kind of cool. <laughs> like it kind of, yeah. it's like going back and we haven't, right. We just haven't done that with an STM movie. We haven't gone mm-hmm. back to a story. So, right. Anyway. So yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, 
The other thing I sh- can mention is that the, I mean, the recreations are all live action. Like we have yet, to, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be an animated recreation in this. It's all live action recreations. Oh, wow. Um, so we have, you know, that gives me more creative control over what's on screen. And because of the coronavirus, I've been shooting them all myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So everything that's been shot uh, is, you know, me as a one man crew shooting it. So mm-hmm. that's been cool. And Santino is going above and beyond, which I feel like we say this with every new project, but um, this one, he's handling all the effects work himself. So um, it's been pretty, pretty cool to see that taking place as well. Yeah. We have, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about before we're going to do letters? Have you read anything? You've been reading up on any, anything paranormal related or you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, in fact, I got some new books, um, trying to support various sites and Mm -hmm. so forth. But, um, I got one, I think when I'm done, you can borrow it unless you have it already. It's called monster hike Mm -hmm. by an author named Avril seal, S E A L E. And it's a hundred mile inquiry into the Sasquatch mystery. So in, it bears more than a passing resemblance to Pyle's book, yeah. but it's sort of more, it's more of a modern setting, mm. I guess, you know, where Pyle is sort of like, comes off as, you know, very thoughtful professor type, you know, Seal is more like uh, just a modern guy that you'd hang out with, you know, but a very personal look at, and it starts out why he thinks it's reasonable to consider the possibility that Bigfoot is, uh, you know, a biological undiscovered creature. But then from there, it becomes uh, like a travelogue, basically. And I like, you know, I'm interested in that sort of writing. Where is it so, set? Um, it's set Sam Houston National Forest oh, in East Texas. Cool, yeah. That wasn't... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's good. He's a good writer, mm-hmm. and it's uh, published by Anomalous Books. Okay. So it's that's good. And I picked up Mirabilis or Mirabilis by Carl Schuker, mm-hmm. just one of his books where he has you know different, like a variety book almost, just different cryptids. He'd be and, great uh, to get on the show sometime. Um, yeah. When we were yeah. when I was working on Terror, we we um, talked a lot through. Your mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger. Okay. So cool yeah. Guy. So I've been looking at those. I've also been. Um, what else? Well, uh, um, a lot of research reading too, mm. for writing purposes. Yes. So that's been pretty cool. What are you writing, Mark? Oh, I'm I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a, a comedy drama. Oh, cool. <laughs> Oh, Rom com social social that, justice no. uh, <laughs> documentary. Uh, yeah, I'm excited uh, to talk about that. I don't know when we should, or if we need to wait. There's a secret project in the works that Mark and uh, and myself and Jason are all working on. Mostly Mark and Jason at this point. Um, but I think we I think we're going to be forced to wait for a little while. Yeah, what I the, what I'll say right now in the vaguest possible way mm-hmm. is that it it's just like pure fun to write. Mm. I'm not saying it's good <laughs> or that <laughs> great or that it's 
you know, it's, you know, excellent storytelling or anything like that, but it's been a lot of fun to just get into the, cause I don't know. I, I, I can't speak for anybody else's writing process, <laughs> but when it comes to screenwriting, it's like, for me, it's like you watch a scene unfold in your mind and then you just describe what you saw. Yeah. And that's fun. I mean, the only thing it requires is some time, which got more yeah, of got now of, than yeah. other times. So that is advantageous. And um, what's really been great, too, is th this is the major way that I've gotten to know Jason. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been on shoots together and stuff, but it, there's always such a busyness with that that you yeah. don't really sit and talk. So we've gotten to know each other the most, just sending emails back and forth and and stuff like that. And what is really great is we seem to like each other's ideas. I mm -hmm. mean, there's never been a moment where I've been like, oh, that's a that seems like a false step. I mean, when he suggests something, I'm like, yeah, that's that's perfect. And when I've suggested things, he's been the same. So. At where the team is working really well as far as that goes. Yeah, I thought because we have different sensibilities. Well, I was going to. That it's was exactly. That was exactly what I was going to say. Is the the sensibilities are so different that I feel like one that that there's a balance there that's probably happening that that's working really well. That's one mm -hmm. of the reasons I stepped back after a certain point. I also think just writing a f a feature length script with a, three people might be pushing it. Especially because mm -hmm. I'm like a control freak and I'm going to end up being annoying and stuff eventually. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably better if I just step back. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys are working on. I've talked about that. I've teased this elsewhere, but I'm I'm excited to get to a point where we can talk about this. But, you know, I mean, the current rate, that might not happen for quite a while. Um, yeah. Next up for STM, we've got. Um, so you and I have to talk about trips because if g fest is out then that that might mean you might have some free time so maybe we can do something um but I, we we have trips we got to talk about still for on the trail of bigfoot uh, we have so much filming the problem with losing all of march and april is that we lost you know two two months of filming time originally we had talked about filming bell witch in april um, mm -hmm. now that went out the window earlier on, so it isn't like coronavirus threw that into a, but we have so much filming. I think we have to do between now and the end of the year that that has been the most intimidating part of all of this for me is like trying to figure out, cause you could go broke, <laughs> like you could go broke just, just on travel costs if you don't schedule everything yeah. out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so we have to do, we still have to film Bellwitch. Um, and that is scheduled currently for sometime in June or July. I don't know yet, probably July. Um, and then, but the big thing is like, I mean, that's the big movie for this year, but I've got to get working on, on the trail of Bigfoot and on the trail of UFO season two, um, and on the trail of the Lake Michigan Mothman. So there's still quite, quite a bit of work filming wise for projects still to be filming before the end of this year. And, and mm -hmm. two of those on the trail of UFOs and on the trail of Bigfoot are, are massive in terms of like the amount of travel you have to do for them. Now I am right. f figuring out ways to condense it. So it's not as crazy as last year, but um, I don't know how we're going to do it all. Honestly, <laughs> I'm really excited for on the trail of the Lake Michigan Mothman. Cause I've wanted to work with Andrew Peterson for a long time as a, as a director of photography and on the trail of, you know, I like Zach being our DP and that's why Zach 
DPs, the, the movies, but, um, I've on the trail of gives me an opportunity to bring Andrew in, in, in a way to that, that I've always wanted to, to work with him. So I'm excited about that. Cause he's going to direct, be director of photography on that. And then, uh, Adrian's cousin Bradley will be going with me. So it'll be like a whole new little, like mm-hmm. crew I've never worked with. Yeah. So I'm excited about doing that as well, just cause yeah. it'll be so different. Yeah. I'll bring some freshness to it yeah too yeah um we have letters do you want to read through these letters oh yeah is there anything else i feel like i cut you off you were did i cut you off um no i wrote just dates and trips yeah you know i there is more wiggle room there i suppose it just seems so weird to consider yeah and like, um, if we're even going to be able to get into Canada at all. Yeah, right so now, that's the other thing. Okay. So uh, here's the thing about that. <laughs> we should probably be talking about this off, off but that's <laughs> fine. Uh, we don't have to worry about that with Alaska. So I know people that are in Alaska right now. So if, if things are looking iffy with getting into Canada, uh, I, I am fully, on board for going to Alaska, which was the original plan instead. So I'm, I'm good with whatever, but, uh, Alaska or Canada, wherever we end up, but we're doing so- something's happening this year. I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm going. Okay. For sure. Don't even, for sure. Don't try to sure, shut man. me down. <laughs> well, shut me out, Ray. <laughs> oh yeah. So, okay. Letters. Yes. We'll do. Let's do a wizard clip first. Okay. Since we were talking about West Virginia. Um, We've had good follow-ups from Mike on these. So uh, just a couple quick thoughts on the mailbag show first. I'm not sure how far the little Beaver Creek extends, but it was linked to the Sandy Creek near Minerva during the construction of the Sandy and Beaver Canal in the 1830s. There are several legends formed from this activity. I cover a select few in my book. I don't know anything more about the Minerva monster beyond what is covered in your excellent documentary, but my friend Amy is the person to ask. She hosts the annual Bigfoot weekend at Little Beaver Creek State Park and is convinced that the whole watershed is a hot spot. Finally, after more thought, I wonder if the poltergeist-like activity tied to witchcraft slash wizardry in the Bell Witch and Wizard Clip tales stems from the older satanic panic associated with Salem, Massachusetts. If I remember correctly, much of that activity associated with witches was poltergeist-like. I'd have to do some research to confirm, but it's interesting sociologically, if nothing else. And again, that's uh, from Michael Kishbuker. Whose book is called Legends and Lore of Little Beaver Creek. And is sitting right here on my desk. That's where we're, it's actually the only book sitting on my, on my desk with me right now. Oh. Um, I feel like that's an area that's just sitting there mm-hmm. and it's, it's close enough that it'd be easy to go over and just a, a day trip. Yeah. We just have, we haven't done it, but we, we haven't done a there. day trip since the last time I remember you and I doing a, like a, some sort of hiking trip was like six years ago or something. When we went to, uh, do you remember <laughs> oh, yeah. we went to salt fork? Have we the done fork, right. anything similar to that? That not was really, like, no, I mean, not no this this summer probably it needs to start happening yeah. um by the way patio seating is open as of today which means fishers 
should be open. That's right. That's right. Uh, That's might, true. I didn't wanna, think of that. Yeah, I might want to keep that on mm-hmm. on your brain. Um, yeah, we we uh, we do need to go out there. I I've spent a little bit of time at at Beaver Creek State Park because of uh, I did a I did an event there, like a Bigfoot event, two years in a row back when Brian and Terry Seach were running it. Um, and I know Amy Boo is kind of like in charge of that thing today. And I think that's who he's referring to when he's talking about Amy. Yeah. Um, Amy would be cool to have on the show. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I, she'd probably come on here. Yeah, she might. Um, <laughs> she'd be fun to talk to though about everything and, and, uh, do an Ohio Bigfoot episode. Yeah. I really, I did a Bigfoot podcast the other day, the forest Fleur Fleur. F L E U R. Um, and that got me thinking on big, uh, th- this is the problem with when I'm concentrating on like one topic, all of a sudden like Bigfoot sneaks in and then my brain starts going in that direction. Like I need to be wholly focused right now on, on the Mothman legacy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as, as soon as I get a rough cut in place where I'm happy with it structurally, I'm going to be go full Bigfoot for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have to dip back into Bellwitch, but the next month is weird because the first, I mean, you've seen this, the first month on a movie editing is like, it's so bizarre because you're just trying to get, like, beat it into shape. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the phase I'm in right now. So you have to completely invest your brain into that. It's yeah. probably similar to what you're doing with the script. Like, you're mm-hmm. just, that's where you want your focus creatively to be. Right. But my brain keeps trying to head toward Bigfoot. And like, you know, Bigfoot won't leave you alone. No, you know, that's oh. the thing. He keeps sneaking in there. Well, what what really got it going, other than that podcast, is Steve and I just finished up like two days of uh, on the trail of Bigfoot interview for his book. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, wow, yeah. And I that's something else we could talk about <laughs> too. Is books. Steve's book, uh, the book, the book. It's a, a, our interview as of last night without the sidebar interview of on about on the trail of Bigfoot was 103,000 words. So the it's a 103,000 word interview about small town monsters. Every single this movie. Is, this is the complete works of Shakespeare yeah. of small town monsters. And it's, it's absurd. And it's going to be one section in a book. It's like one little <laughs> section, but that's a whole book. It is. Um, I forget what I was saying. I got, Oh, I know, I know. Um, I, I was telling him about, about, about the earliest cut of On the Trail of Bigfoot and how it didn't involve me, and he didn't believe me. And so I no. sent him, I, I found that cut. That cut oh, is on really? YouTube. Yeah, it's on, it's in our YouTube. So I sent it to him, and then I was like, man, I'm almost tempted to like put this out or do something with it. Because it's it would be, it, it's interesting from a storytelling perspective to see that cut of it and then see what it ended up being. Cause it's so mm-hmm. similar except that what changes everything is the, the bookends and that's, it's just strange to see it with like the opening with just me talking and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, I sent that to Steve that got me thinking about Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, we have another email here. Yeah. Don't and don't hang up when we're done here. We need to we need okay. to talk about about some filming things. <laughs> okay. This one is from Rio in the UK. Hey, STM gang, just a couple questions. What or where was the most uncomfortable place to film 
as in somewhere you never felt at ease or was just creepy. So let's just, we'll do question by question. Okay. So that's a good most one. uncomfortable place to film or somewhere you never felt at ease or was just creepy. Why don't you start? Do you have one? I do. Um, you know, obviously I've been on less shoots than Seth has, but the one where I felt personally most not at ease is Boggy Creek where our rental vehicle got stuck in the mud. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. That? I mean, we weren't stuck, stuck. We got out of it. No. And the entire we were time we were stranded and well, it was sort of unsettling. We yeah. all ended up sitting in our cars too. And I, and I think yeah. that was cause there was a general unease about where we were and what was going to happen. Cause the sun was setting and you could hear packs of wild dogs barking mm-hmm. in the woods. So, and we'd been told various things about those packs of dogs, mm-hmm. you know, like they were feral pit bulls and savage yeah. beasts. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's weird cause it has really nothing to do with anything, uh, paranormal or yeah. even strange. It was just the fact that, you know, we're kind of in this, stuck position and you know what's how are we going to get out of this yeah creepy is the word though i see that's what i have a hard time because i mean definitely like most uncomfortable i've ever been for an extended period of time was area x and some of that dealt with the fact that you didn't you know there were i saw two black widow spiders within the first three hours of being in the in the friggin place so you Mm -hmm. you really expected you might die um, but I'm trying to think of like creepiness. Probably I, I, like jaw dropping in that regard would be, um, uh, Chestnut Ridge when we were packed in there for, um, the interview. With, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one with Barry. You know what I mean? With Barry. Yeah. Barry Clark. Yeah. And, and not I mean, so much for, what he said on camera, but of course the yes. famous, post-interview stuff that he let us in on there's after that there's just sort of a it it got so real so fast yeah and i'll just never forget that i think you're right that might be it for me too would be that moment in terms of places i'd probably just go with falc like being down in the bogs and falc you're you're always like kind of on edge um i mean x is very similar to falc um but in, I think the difference is I went to to Falk to make a movie and I went to X to find Bigfoot. Hmm. Like, so you go, you go to Falk, I'm there to make a movie. So my brain is focused on that. In X, you expected strange things to happen. So when it did happen, maybe it was a little more expected. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I, I think Falk might have the edge just based on my mindset going into it. Right. Um. And how rapidly weird things happened in X. I mean, it was the day you got there, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean immediately within three hours. I wish. Yeah. You wish you could. You wish you could take people. Like, I wish I could take you to X. Because it would t- it would change you in a very short period of time. Like, mm-hmm. it really would. Like, if we could get. It would, I, I believe it would anyway. Like if, if you, yeah. if you experienced any of the stuff I did, I've always said it. If I had come out without the rock throw and the scream, I still would have, I still would have, my mind would have been somewhat changed on the subject just in general, just based on Daryl's interaction, you know, what happened to Daryl and, and the other stuff that was 
going on while we were in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like you still had, you were questioning everything that the rock throw on the screen was like the icing on, on the cupcake right. more than anything. Yeah. But it, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. All right. So next one, do you have any plans to shoot anything outside of the small town monsters genre? Or if not, what would possibly tempt you? Um, do you think, does this, the genre, so documentary, you think? Yeah, I, I assume so. I, the thing I, lo- I love about the question is that small we, town we established your own genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I mean, if it's documentary, cool. we're working on something now. I mean, that's kind of what what we've been talking about in the episode on and off is what Mark and Jason are working on right now. Um, as far as like moving outside of the paranormal, I definitely want to tell other stories outside of the paranormal at some point. I mean, I've talked a lot about the, the movie I want to make about my childhood. Uh, well, about like my teen years. Um, and then there's, I have a, a outline for something I call the nostalgia trilogy. And it's three unconnected movies, but they were, they're all kind of rooted in, in, um, nostalgia. Um, mostly my nostalgia for my grandparents. Uh, and they're all three loosely based on different experiences my grandparents had. Um, but they're not, Mm. they're not based on, you know, the characters aren't necessarily based on my grandparents or anything, but I, I had this, these story, these three stories came to me one morning and I wrote it all down in notes and I just called it a trilogy. Um, you know, more, more than anything are like love stories and rooted in, you know, the history because the period stuff is where my, I, I like, I like historical dramas and that's yeah. kind of like what these are. So yeah, neither of those are documentaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think at a certain point, I mean, in film, you, you want to tell a story that's just a pure narrative mm-hmm. because that's the, that's the medium, you know, it, calls out for it almost yeah so it's well and i've talked about this before and i it's a it's a strange thing to make documentaries about monsters where everything is sort of not everything but the movies tend to veer horror and horror mm-hmm. as a genre is probably my least favorite genre and i've talked about this like right so what what i don't think that matters i think there are filmmakers who can make all sorts of different genre you know work in different genres and sometimes i think it's a benefit that those are not that's not my favorite genre but the 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 stm movies that are the most me are like terror in the skies and beast of whitehall which is i think are our two least genre like horror genre movies so yeah like just to get in just to be able to play around in a genre that speaks more to my stuff my tendency like my my style or my tendencies my leanings whatever my tastes um would be a lot of fun for me i love comedy like when we that was the short films that Zach and Jason and Luke Gall and Ethan and I made were comedy. We worked in, we didn't, no, not worked. We made little like, <laughs> like faux document, like mockumentaries. We loved Christopher Guest and you know, like this is Spinal Taps, a top five favorite movie for me. And like, that's, mm-hmm. I'd love to do like, that's kind of the, 
the style I see that movie about my childhood being in, honestly, is kind of mm-hmm. like blurring the line between documentary and narrative. It's kind of like what I would like to do. Not necessarily a mockumentary, but something a little that has its foot in both worlds. And I'd like to do something like that. So, yeah. Do those exist still in any format? So here's the thing, Mark. They do. <laughs> I have, I have the, I found the tapes uh, recently. They can never be seen. It's <laughs> appalling. Uh, okay. Yeah, people cannot see these. This would be a disaster if they get out. <laughs> um, so yeah, they exist. They do exist. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I would write a, a Godzilla movie. Heck if yeah. Toho asked me to. Yeah. Or legendary for that matter. I've yeah. got a pretty good idea for one. Yeah. I've, I'm surprised hasn't been done to be honest. Cause it was the germ of a script a long time ago that didn't get produced, hmm. but it would be, it would be pretty sweet. I, I did talk to Adam and they're, they're completing work. They've been working remotely and he said it's just about done. So excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do need to get Adam back on the show so we can actually record an episode. I've got that episode. I just got to go through and like edit out all the stuff about Godzilla versus Kong that he doesn't want being released. Right. But, um, all right. I think is that, was that it for that email? Was there more? Yeah. Oh yeah. It just was. And then thanks for the podcast and films. Big fan from the UK. And that was Rio. Thanks Rio. That's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, if you want to send letters, monsteropolismail at gmail.com. As the reason we've missed shows in the last week is just because of work. Um, I Last week I started doing, sh- I, well, the week before really, I started shooting recreations for Mothman Legacy and editing them. And then we actually went and filmed last weekend and it just affected the schedule. And so... Um, yeah. And now this episode's coming out late in the day on Friday instead of early in the day on Friday, like normal. So the, you, don't blame Mark. This is always my fault. Um, when, we, when we miss shows, uh, and we'll, the other thing I should probably say is I don't know if Tuesday interviews are going to continue right now or not. Like, cause I'm, like I said, I'm back into the swing of things. So as far as editing goes, I'm fully invested now in the editing process for Mothman Legacy. So I, I w- would love to continue doing the extra, bo- like the bonus episodes. Um, I'm just not sure how often it'll happen. So we definitely want to do more. Um, it just might not be every week. It might have to be like every other week or something like that. So, but hopefully now that, that I'm back, we can get back to the weekly. Yeah. And that's such a time, what I, I hope people understand is how much of a time consuming process that is, you know, the editing process oh. and just what it takes to do it is you're chopping huge amounts of, of footage down. Yeah. You know, it's, um, the hardest part is this month that I'm in now. Like, I don't right. know that we, we talked about, have talked about that on the show, but the month it's like that first, like month where you're trying to figure out the story you know what always comes back is when we were working on terror in the skies and i could not get that thing beat into shape like i could not figure out and it wasn't until like two weeks into it when i realized i could i should structure it with those chapter breaks being the geographical so it starts in southern ends in northern right yeah for some reason that brought the whole thing into focus for me and that's what i'm mm-hmm. trying to work with right now with legacy is like how do i how do I get this into a, into a shape that makes sense? Because there is, 
in a lot of ways, working on some of these movies, I don't think it's all of them, but some of them almost, it almost feels like you're working with vignettes because you've got stories that are totally unconnected other than the fact that they are rooted in some phenomenon, you know? So like this one, we've got, what, five witness interviews so far? Might be six. Six, six, well, there's at least six personal stories. And I think one of the one of the people who had a witness sighting is Susan Shepard, and she's also one of our main characters. Um, but there's six separate stories, and I still need to sh- shoot a seventh. Um, there's this one that I was supposed to get. I haven't got. I have to get. Like, I have to have it in here. So this is going to mm-hmm. happen. I just have to. The, the unfortunate thing is I have to drive five hours to make it happen. But um, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But, it, I mean, those seven stories, how you tie them all together becomes the the hardest part about all this is like how you wrap your brain around tying those together. Some movies it's really easy. Like Bray Road Beast. I sat down with Santino and Santino was like, cause I said I wanted it to be chapters and, and, and there to be this book. And like they're, you're reading through a book and Santino was talking about how we should have the book come off the, the, the movie to opens with like a book opening. And then, and then it was like, Oh, I can, that is such a cop cheap, cop out for me because it's so easy for me then because then it's just like chapter one chapter two yeah but with something like this i don't want it to just be chapters um so i'm trying to like come up with a structurally an interesting way to you know transition from one story into the next and Mm -hmm. otherwise what happens is what happened with boggy creek where i i feel like boggy creek jumps around too much when i watch it now to me i just feel like it's jumping from from story to story and Sometimes it doesn't feel like there's a seamless transition. You're just going from one person to the next. Mm. And I've heard that complaint elsewhere. And so I get it. Hmm. Yeah. I could spend a whole episode just whining about how stru- <laughs> <laughs> structure <laughs> stories. Let's let's wrap this up so we can talk because I want to see about All right. some other stuff. <laughs> uh, if you want to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we would appreciate it. Uh, you can also send mail, monsteropolismail, gmail.com or on Amazon. Ugh. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and I think that's it. So more shows coming. Apologies for missing a, a week. Thanks for listening. Monsteropolis is proudly presented on Wadsworth Community Radio 97.1 FM or streaming live at wadsworthcommunityradio.com. It is proudly underwritten by Thurber's Jewelers on the Square in downtown Wadsworth.